Hey mamas, welcome to the Mom Chat Show where we talk all things motherhood and we keep it real, raw, and honest. And me and my new besties, we're ready to share it all with you. Yes, you heard right. All of it, the mistakes, the trial and errors, the ups, the downs, the emotional roller coasters, and the happy times too. So if you're ready to laugh, cry, learn, and just have a good time, then this is your podcast show. You're my people. Let's chat. Welcome to Mom Chat Show. I am so excited about my guests and of course the series my most awkward moment as a mama and I cannot wait for you to meet my guest her story is amazing and she has beautiful little kiddos so go ahead and introduce yourself and tell me how long you've been a mama hi everybody and so good to be here so my name is Mabel Munyamani and I am a mama of three boys I'm a boy mama and I've been a mom for my son's turning 17 end of the month so my first son turning 17 end of the month (laughs) So that makes me a mom for 17 years. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's that's me. So we I'm originally from Zimbabwe in Africa. Migrated, so I call myself a global citizen because I've been really all over. Um, migrated to the UK when I was pretty much just after my high school. So just a uh, teenage, we just finished high school, then we moved to the UK. Met my husband then in uni dated for a couple of years, then got married, had the two boys. Then we migrated again to Australia, to Melbourne, Australia, which is where we are now. We, after a couple of years, decided to have a third one. Uh, so I've got a 17-year-old, well, 14, turning 15. And then I've got my five-year-old, just turned five two days ago. So month, my month is a busy month for us, so everyone's birthday. So yes, yeah, so that's how long I've been a mom, 17 years. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I would love to know a little bit about different moments we've had because I honestly feel like we all have those moments where we're just like what just happened why did they just say that out loud and it's just like we're cringing inside but we can't run away from it because it's our kids and they've already done it so tell me a little bit about a moment that you just felt like you wish you could have just run away but you couldn't oh one that stands out um so my middle son he is very he's not quiet but he chooses his words carefully Kind of reminds me of my dad. When my dad spoke, you had to listen because he didn't speak a lot. He will say things that make you really think and think, oh, did he just say that out loud? <laughs> so one day I was really fussing about dinner. I was cooking really well. I think he was probably six, seven, maybe five, maybe five or six years of age. I was cooking. I made mashed potato. I made sausages. I was thinking I've really put myself out here. I'm something different. And I dished out the plates. And he looked at me and he goes, is that it? I was like, yeah. And he goes, you really think you can cook, don't you? Oh, my. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. no. I know he's, my middle son is really sensitive towards his mom. He's very passionate. He's very caring. And he, he loves people. So he doesn't want to offend people. So when he says things like that, I know it's coming from a really sincere place. He's thinking. Mom needs to hear this. This is not good. We don't like those mashed potatoes, mom. No. <laughs> and I think that's the last time I said mashed potatoes. Never done it again. Oh my gosh. Kids with us, they don't have a filter and they mean well, but they do not have a filter at all. No, and my no, little son is exactly like that. Means well, but does not have a filter. And you're just sitting there like, I don't know how to take this. <laughs> I, I could have got offended, which I did for two seconds. 
but I got his message. He was like, mom, we don't like mashed potatoes. So I've never served them again. So I've never got that remark again. So I have another question for you. Have you ever had a moment where you were just in public? And I've had a lot of these moments. And either something embarrassing happened that you just had no control over or something happened to where they said something that was super not something you should be saying out loud. Yeah. Have you ever had a moment like that? I've had a one crazy moment. We're at Disneyland, right? And my oldest son, we saw Mickey and Minnie, right? So you know how old big adults all dressed up in the thing, right? In Disneyland. So I said, oh, let's go get up, let's grab a picture, right? So we got together, uh, Mickey and Minnie, obviously happy to see the kids and together. And my older one lifted Minnie's dress up. I mean, did she like, did she react? Like what happened? It was all play. I think, I think it's happened before because she handled it really well. It was like, oops, you know, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my um, gosh. I was beside myself. I was like, do I pull him off? Do I tell him to stop? Do I say, she, she popped it off and Mickey... I think they, I think it happens to them often because they were, re- they handled it much better than I did. Because oh they were God. laughing in the old play, but she's like, oops, you know, all dainty and cute. He just wanted to, I don't know, maybe see is this girl real. I, I don't know what that was about. Oh no. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. So those are the gosh. moments I just wanted the earth to just swallow me in and just forget that I was there. Yes, because I'm sure because you probably didn't know what to do. Like, do you, I'm so sorry, or do you laugh it off? And there were other parents who were waiting, you know, to queue up. They wanted a picture with Mickey and Minnie. So, yeah, so I just wanted us to just cover me up and pretend that I'm not there at all. So, but they did it how well. They giggled, they fucked it off, and then we got the picture in the end. I was like, let's go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> That's the rush off moment. <laughs> I think that was my... Earth swallow me moment, please. Uh, and sometimes they make it worse because they're trying to like, at least my kids, when we have the rush off moment, they're like, oh, why are you leaving? What's wrong? And I'm like, oh my gosh, you're not helping. Like, no, I'm rushing for a reason. Stop. <laughs> we, we need to go. We'll, I'll explain later. This is not the time to ask questions. So, oh my gosh. Did they act like that or were they just go with the flow? They wanted to be playful. And I think... Minnie and Mickey were playful. They were happy. I'm like, no, we're done. Picture taken. Let's go. So I have another question for you. Did you ever have like a moment, well, majority of the time when you have your first child, there's always like a moment as, was that supposed to happen? And either panic or like, ew, moment. (laughs) Did you have any of those situations happen? At a panic moment that with my second one, we were walking, literally walking up the stairs we had driven to the hospital, labor had started. So we're literally walking up the stairs of the hospital. And that moment I was like, damn, I'm back here again. The pain, you know, the pain of the first child literally dawned on me again. I'm like, I can't believe I'm back here again. You're so dumb. You're going to suffer. It literally had a panic, like, oh my gosh, I'm back here again. I think the little idea of being in the hospital, walking up, that's, I think that's the first time maybe I ever really thought about the pain. You know, the uh-huh. labor pain and what you go through. And I remember I was just thinking, 
oh my gosh, I can't believe. And all these voices in my head, you're so dumb, you're going to suffer, it's going to be horrible. Did you forget? How dare you forget? Right? And my mind was like, how dare you forget that pain? You're back again here. Can you believe it? The next 13 hours again, they're going to be like the last time. So I really had a panic moment that time. And I think it took took a lot for me to be like, I'm going to be okay. You know, mm. eventually I was okay with my first one. And it wasn't, it wasn't traumatic birth. It was beautiful birth. Everything went as I had planned. I know many moms, we plan things that they don't go out of plan. With my second one, every plan went out of book. But my first one, everything went out exactly as we planned. We wanted the water birth. Everything was working well. So really to have that panic moment, I had to tap into that moment and realize, no, actually everything went to plan. You're going to be okay. I had the best care, the best nurses. My mom and my husband were there. It was beautiful. So you're going to be okay. But gosh, that moment was like, did you forget that pain? I know. I think we all forget it. They actually said it's some type of chemical that happens that makes us go back in that, ooh, I want to be pregnant again. Which is good because I don't think if we didn't have that, I don't know if we would keep Going back again, I mean, depends, you know, how much of a family you want, how big you want. I know other people have five, six kids. I think we have to have that thing that makes us forget whatever it is. Otherwise, we wouldn't go back, right? And I think every mom probably has a moment when she's in labor and she goes, you stupid, you're back here again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, I don't know. Actually, I didn't really experience it because... I end up having to have like planned out C-section. So after having the second one, I purposely like went into control mode. It came at first, but I was so picky about everything to the point. Like I went high class with my last one. So oh, yeah. <laughs> I think that's the reason why I didn't feel that way. But um, I would love to know from your experience of having your first child, I feel like the first child, it's always the uh-oh moments or oh my gosh, what just happened? And you have a lot of icky moments too, because you're just learning everything. How was that experience for you? Especially because you had a boy first, right? Yeah. Well, not the old boys. Uh, <laughs> oh, boys. Okay. So the first boy I feel like is like the tester, especially yeah. if you were like me and you never changed a diaper or knew anything about that. What was your experience? Were there any like moments where you were like, oh my gosh. And something silly happen or something that just caught you off guard happen? This is a classic one, the peeing with the boy. (laughs) (laughs) I was wondering if it happened to you because I got peed on so badly, so many times. I was like, oh "Oh my gosh, gosh. how do I do this? Do I put it down? What happens? Because you're changing it. (laughs) And it's so quick. Like, oh my gosh. So I had to learn that, especially I learned like, I think it's, the winter, because of the cold, you've opened him up. That's going to happen quicker. So do it as quickly as possible. Make him feel as warm as possible. Then the chances of the squirt is less. Bible tactics around, okay, let me make the room warm. Let me make him warm. Then that way the squirts are less. That's how I survived that. But the first ones, you're like, in your face, you're like, okay, do I need a face protector every time I do this? You know? <laughs> Oh, and no one told me about this so you I wasn't prepared for it it just just happened I don't I don't know my mom didn't tell me about it no one did yeah so I think that that's where it happened several times like I need to manage this what's gonna happen so I learned if I keep him warmer then okay those chances are less to happen yes they don't prepare you for that and I mean the interesting thing is I'm the only child so it was only a girl oh, my mom yeah you know, so she couldn't be like, oh, be careful for this and change it. There was no preparation. 
I lost so many pieces of clothing. I was just like, this is a disaster because you can only wear so much. They say you're going to like lose so much, but honestly, like the baby, it still looks like it's somewhat in you afterwards. So I can only fit so many things. So I'm just like, okay, this is getting bad. Like I'm about to be just walking around here with nothing on because... I keep getting peed on, so, okay. Yeah. So the first one, that my tummy didn't go back in straight away. I thought there was something wrong with me. Yes, I felt tricked. I felt so tricked. The baby's out, so I should be good, right? Okay, okay, so it hangs around for a bit. Okay, okay. I felt a bit icky. Is this what's supposed to happen? They don't tell us. They don't, they don't. Like, when they weighed me after, I was like, uh, that should be lower, why is that so high still? He's not in my stomach. I was like, I don't appreciate this. This is, I feel like something's wrong. I was like, you took everything you're supposed to take out, right? No, that, that mountain's still kind of high. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this is what happened. So baby two or three are like, yeah, yeah, I know. But the first one is like, baby's gone. I, my tummy's still. <laughs> yeah, I was so upset. And I mean, I was glad. It, I do feel like sometimes it does go by, like it shrinks down quicker once you if you do the nursing route. Sometimes, yes, yes. But they don't tell you though. It doesn't shrink as fast as the second and the third though. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, it's gonna like snap back, no problem. Let's just go ahead and do this nursing thing real quick. And I was like, oh, this is kind of going a little slow. It requires a bit more work. It requires you to be more. <laughs> and the clothes that you have to be wearing past couple of days, past week or two, you're like, oh, okay. Like there's so many things they leave out because they they don't tell you that you get bigger faster because of the fact you already had one. So you look further than what you are. I used to hate that. They're like, oh, how far are you? Like, oh, just a month. They're like, oh, a month? Are you sure? Yes, I'm sure, ma'am. I think I would know. It is not two to three months. I don't appreciate that. (laughs) But yeah. Yeah. Those things, I'm thinking, they should tell us. Then I think, or maybe, I don't know, maybe it's just part of your journey on your own discovery journey, because those two first weeks after the baby, I was like, your whole body is like, going through a whole a whole the peeing experience oh that hurts that hurts so bad <laughs> like what happened like they just claws you <laughs> so bad oh my gosh the bathroom thing is a whole nother ball game it's like I you're know. learning your whole body like all over it's like who am i what's the whole thing happening so yeah it's i think it's a whole tour i'm learning the baby i'm learning me again i'm learning to pee again the breastfeeding is a whole scenario again. Yeah. So I think those first two weeks to a month, it's like discovery. I love that you gave it the kindest word possible, discovery. Because in my head, I'm like, it's a mess. My word is not kind. It was a hot mess. It was rough. <laughs> oh my gosh. And yours, were they natural or C-section? They were all natural, yeah. Oh, so you had the ring of fire. That's a real thing, right? Because I hear about it because I only had C-sections. I never experienced natural birth or anything. I wanted to, but it just didn't work out. But oh, the thing yeah. that I had heard was the ending process were just, not the ending process, but during the actual labor process was very, very different. And the one thing that I kept hearing, and I had to research it because I didn't know what it was, was the ring of fire. And I was like, what is that? And why does it sound so painful? <laughs> hear about it until after what the ring of fire is. But when you say it, I'm like, yeah. That's definitely it. That's the best description. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's oh. the best way to describe it. Yes. And all three times I felt it. It's the normal labor and it goes from 
Uh, how do they measure it? Whatever. Now you want dilated, whatever, one, two, three, four centimeters. So as they start getting intense, 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 that ring of fire is like a whole amplification of everything. It feels like, what, what could I describe it like? I don't know if you want to have a pee and it's maybe you're really desperate and you're going the last minute or heat into it. The good thing about it, it doesn't, well, for me, it didn't last as long. When they're crowning, it's literally coming out. And the nurses, they're usually really good. They're like, so slow down. So that obviously when the head's coming out to avoid the tears, they say, stop pushing. The baby just does its own thing. I think the gravity or whatever does its own thing. Because usually at that time, you're just supposed to breathe through, you're not pushing anymore so that the coming out is gentle. And then when the head's out, then they go, okay, now give me one last push. That's for the body to come out. So I think it's the, that crowning part is the fire part, which is the hot sensation. I think when you want to pee or you maybe, you know, maybe you've got some, is it the yeast infection? Sometimes it feels like that. But once it's crowned, then they tell you just slow down, just so the head comes out nice and slowly, then the heat goes. It goes immediately, which is a good thing. It doesn't last and then the body comes on and it's gone. It's short, which is good. The thing that made me bring that up was I was watching, I think it was, it may have been Cat and I think they're Cat Nat, I think that's what they call themselves. Mm-hmm. But I was watching them and they were talking about the ring of fire, but they were also talking about how they don't tell you that when it's time to use the bathroom to not look down. I can only imagine because the only thing that people that have cesarean experience is it is horrible to pass number two it is painful beyond belief because that pelvic area you can't tight you can't really push much so i'm like okay so i guess it's like you got to pick and choose the pain because it made me think of that when we're talking about the bathroom thing and i'm like well gosh i guess we're both going through it i'm sitting on the toilet and don't really want to spread it's a whole lot happening that they don't say because that was one thing i never knew when they said oh you're gonna have you know c-section they never really mentioned that oh by the way when you finally decide to pass your first stool it may feel like you're birthing a baby from the back. They didn't say that. No. I no. would have loved to know. <laughs> love to know. Then it makes your bathroom trips a whole lot easier, right? Then you're like, I gotta go, but I don't wanna go. Exactly. Exactly. If I knew, if I would have been like mentally prepared, it would have been a lot of prunes in my household, lots of prunes and lots of everything <laughs> that didn't involve anything with bathroom. I got my prune juice ready in the fridge, ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, because it's horrible. You know, I mean, granted, I try to sugarcoat it, but somehow I'd rather them just know the truth. No way you should have coat that part. (laughs) It's really hard. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) No, no. Like, I literally had a friend ask me about breastfeeding recently, and I was like, "Eh, well, (laughs) I was very hesitant. Which version do you want? My personal real version or you want the mommy version? Because sometimes I think, and that's the problem. Sometimes when we tell everybody and we read the books, it's a beautiful experience. Breastfeeding is the most natural thing you can do, right? But then when you do it on your own, they don't tell you the stuff like, you know, how your nipples crack and how painful it is, right? To actually have the baby latch on, it's it's horrible. And sometimes I used to tell my husband, I don't want to breastfeed, it's hurting. So I'm being a mean mom, right? And they hear you said that they're like, what? That's your reason? Yes, it's a valid, good reason. It's a valid, because it's, it's really, really painful. It's your nipples are cracked and they, you, you put the creams, you put whatever, right? And it's that pain and there's, that's one type of pain. And then the other pain, you know, as the baby's feeding your uterus, details like, oh, it's the most natural thing. Yes, it's 
when it flows or maybe maybe when you get to that stage it's 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 a good thing but there's so much to get to before you get to that stage right mm-hmm. and your baby's not latching you're thinking is there something wrong with me right thinking is there something wrong with my baby's not latching right and you're trying all these things and then no milk is coming out the first couple of feeds putting up the baby keep putting the baby I'm like but there's nothing happening so it's it's it's, it's not beautiful at all it's like <laughs> exactly it's not and that's how I was telling her a brief amount of like the uh, and then I was like but the good thing is there's so many solutions now Y'all have so many things to increase milk and covers and all these things. So you're good. Because when I started, there was not a lot of those things. I looked so at those owls and I'd be kind of envious, kind of like, where were all of you when I was nursing? Where were all of these things? None of you were here. I wish you could just go back to 2009. I think that what you're doing now is like, it's a beautiful thing where other moms can see both sides, see the real journey, the details that we don't get to share that you discover on your own. And it's not to deter you. It's just, I think the more aware, the more prepared you are, the more okay you will be in the process. You know, if someone tells, you know, get your prune juice in the fridge, you're going to need it. If you don't use it, that's fine. But you know what, just have that in the fridge. The breastfeeding thing, it, it takes a while for you and your baby to, to work it out. There'll be no milk, there'll be low milk. It's a process. Your nipples are going to hurt. Your uterus is going to be doing its thing whilst you're feeding. Yes, yes, that part. Right, so just know that, oh, this is happening. Then, you you know, when you happen, you're like, oh, this is what they spoke about. You know, you like the ring of fire when you are reading, I'm like, oh, this is what I was going through. This is what they mentioned. I think the more you're aware you are, the better it is to handle all these situations. If it's part of it, then there comes a guilt that comes with it. I'm like, I don't have enough milk. My baby's going to starve and you're going to be fine. You know, the, all these things, right? I'm thinking, am I bad? Something wrong with me? It's just that they don't prepare you that there's not going to be enough milk at the beginning. Your boobs are going to be like, oh, like huge. <laughs> it's just so awkward because it's like, what are these? Is this normal? <laughs> right, is this normal? And, they, and that can hurt. They can be really heavy. So it's just a whole journey that I think we moms should really be honest and just not beautify it. I think when it eventually works, it's beautiful. You've got that bonding moment. And it takes a while to get to that stage where everything is flowing. You know, your nipples are working. They're recovered. One time I had to get the, what do they call them? The nipple protector type of thing. The shield? Yeah. They were weird. There's a weird thing about it, but I think it's better than him latching onto my nipples. <laughs> yeah, try it without, but you're going to want that shield. <laughs> you want that shield. <laughs> yeah, so all those things, right? I have all these shields. Okay, let me get this, you know. I think there should be a manual survival guide to breastfeeding. I think so, too. I learned from trial and error. Nobody nursed. Nobody <laughs> was even considering natural births because everybody ended up having to have emergency section. I think that's one thing that is interesting about it is that based on our family history, mm-hmm. If there's so many like gap holes, it's kind of like, okay. And you decide to go a whole nother route. Now you're like, what now? Okay. So mm-hmm. I was winging it. These are the words, right? Winging it. Like, um, I think we're going to try this. We'll see if this works. And then sometimes it was like, oh, that didn't work. <laughs> yeah. Wrist pumps. Oh, that right there is trial and error. Oh my gosh. Right. So that uh-huh. is own mechanism where you're thinking, okay, how does this work? Then you eventually figure out, I work and I feel like a cow. That is the perfect example. Oh That's my God. Yeah, you feel like I'm a cow, right? I'm like pumping, pumping, pumping. Which then I guess it's good when it works eventually when you've got your flow. Now I had milk in the bottles, right? So my husband can feed my son, my mom. And you know, right, sometimes when my mom was really good, she'd go like, put the milk 
so that when the baby's awakes, I will feed you rest. System going on is really good. My mom wanted me to rest when the child's waking up. You know, pump, have some milk ready, and I'll just give the baby. So all these things are good because they'll work for your own benefit, you know, for the whole thing you're trying to create for yourself. So thank God I pump, then I could have the milk for my sons. My mom could feed the baby when baby wakes up and I'm sleeping, I'm resting, I'm recovering. So I love that part of it. But the whole getting used to the thing being on your nipples. And then in the noise, that's what's really like the eh, 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 eh. <laughs> <laughs> like what is happening why oh <laughs> uh, and there's no way past it is the manual the better one or is the electric the better whatever it's all the same thing it's all the same thing either way you're being milked and it's just gonna happen yeah <laughs> nothing you can do <laughs> oh gosh yeah it's definitely real after the baby comes out it gets really interesting very quick. Very quick, especially the first time around. It's so many things being thrown at you. You're just like, oh my gosh. Yeah, for sure. Well, honestly, I loved your feedback and I feel like your stories are so relatable because for one, being a mom of multiple, I get it because every experience is different. They don't prepare you for the fact that each time you have a child, you're going to learn something new, something else is going to happen, and it's just going to be a whole journey and process and potentially sometimes a hot mess. Well, I want to thank you so much for coming out here with me and laughing and sharing your story and just all of the great ups and downs of mamahood. I enjoyed every minute and second. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed the whole journey. I'm thinking... My older one is 17, right? If he was listening to these stories, he'd be like, oh, mom. <laughs> I hate it. It's funny that I remember them. It's like, it was yesterday. So motherhood is very beautiful it's in its own sense. We remember every details, right? Like you said, your older one is like, you know, 14? Yeah, 14. It happened like last week or something. <laughs> yes, it's like it just happened. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the beauty of motherhood. We remember everything, the good and the bad. And I think just, paying respect to our bodies, you know, what our bodies did and go through the whole pregnancy, the whole birthing, whether it's natural, whether it's C-section, with the way we heal. I think it's beautiful. I mean, I've watched my sister. She had cesarean both times and just the way she heals through it. I'm like, it's amazing what our bodies go through and how they recover. And the whole journey of mother breastfeeding, if you do, if you don't, it's just a whole beautiful thing. It's an experience that I'll do it again if I had to. I'm done. You mentioned yeah. clarify that <laughs> with passion. That I am done though. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> but it's, it's a beautiful thing. I respect our bodies, even our minds. Just the whole mental psychology of the whole pregnancy, childbirth and mothering. I mean, honest to all moms, I think we, we all do an amazing job. Yes, we do. It's honestly one of those things that I feel like I'm grateful to at least experience at least once. <sighs> well, once again, I am so excited about our guests. And if you would love to talk to her, would you be open to them? talking with you if they want to continue like laughing with you absolutely I mean I love motherhood I love families and if I can help another mom like I think the more information the more informed you are I think it helps I don't know maybe other moms want to go blank slate and just discover things that they go uh, for me it's like I want to know as much as possible so I'm prepared so if you know you're one of those moms who wants to know the real deal about things I'm, I'm happy to share my experience I'll just be honest and just keeping it real and I think it helps if you need that information then I'm obviously definitely available for that chat awesome well you heard it from her she does not mind if you reach out to her and y'all can continue the chat and laugh and once again thank you again
And that's it, y'all. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Take care. <laughs> that's it, mamas. Thank you so much for spending a little time with me on the Mom Chat Show. And I would love to connect with you more. So to make sure of that, click that follow button. And also follow us on Mom Chat Show on Instagram. Where I will talk to y'all again next week. Bye, mamas.